Good night. <laughs> we really have a frightening movie for you tonight, kids. This is really going to be scary. I'm not kidding you this time. We'll tear your soul apart. Tear it. Episode 4, a special All What We Watched. I will take you to a place where my friends foregather. There you will find stories of such blood-curdling terror it will make your toes curl and your hair reach up towards the sky. You've been invited to the Monster Club. Come at your parents. Welcome to the Monster Club. I finally saw the monster. Oh. I know you love the monster. Oh, Club. there's the mo- now the monster club is 1981. It, it's an English movie. It's not the Monster Squad. No, which I also caught a few years ago finally because I wanted to see that one big time. I saw that as a kid, and it was just something. So that, you're fond of it, right? Yeah, I have you a seem fond, to, you always get happy. I have, a, I, I have a fond memory as a kid for what essentially is a few good stories, one or two. It's only three stories. It turns out they they eat it up with a lot of crazy. Okay, so it's a very eighties product. That's what's kind of funny about it now to see it. Yeah, there's I, bands, songs by B. A. Robertson, Don't you look down on me. Night, with a strange twist. The Pretty Things, The Viewers. Oh, the bands are terrible. Yeah, and the, the bands stripper. are terrible. That was famous. I didn't know it was in this movie. Yeah, the animated. I, also, that joke's been kind of done. I think in other. Films? Now, when you were watching this movie, when they pull out and you see everyone in the Monster Squad with their masks it's, and their... Yeah, it's, it's, well, they show it really early. They, you can't hate a movie that says, hey, we're using rubber masks and look at the rubber... <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Unless it's, um, you know, Ted Mickles or something like that because this Astro Zombies is just bad. Yeah, that's a bad movie. I caught that one recently on YouTube and think, uh, you, sometimes you don't have to watch them all. Um, it was funny, but it was slow bad but uh the monster club is it's 1981 if i was a kid i would probably have loved it it has a charm to it it's acknowledging the silly silliness of horror vincent price bites john carradine on the neck john carradine is a stand-in for the uh for r chetwin hayes whose stories these are all based on apparently he hated the movie i you know i get it whatever (laughs) and vincent price is a fan of john carradine's writing he takes him to the monster club. Doesn't turn in, into a vampire. Everybody's running around in masks because I guess they want... They, this was old hat, it feels like. So let's give them some new wave and some of that rock and roll. So this bands that... I heard of like two or three of them, but I didn't. I, they're not good. Bands take up way too much time. And Vincent Price tells them about types of monsters that are lesser known. Right. There's a family tree of monsters. Which is co- The drawings are done by, I think, John Bolton. They're beautiful. They're great. Beautiful. Uh, and uh, John Bolton is a comics artist who I, I met his kid. His kid was a milk and cheese fan. Really? And I met, jo- oh, met him awesome. in England. And I was like so surprised. I was so surprised that somebody was related to somebody whose work. It was, it was, it was, I got really verklempt. It was ridiculous. Yeah, I didn't know it was John Bolton. I, you know, that's a little geeky thing for me if I see, oh, Mike Plug or somebody from comics uh, doing design work. But it um, doesn't make any claim to be anything other than what it is. It's cheesy, over-the-top, two-dimensional, silly. But you get to see, you know, there's Vincent Price. The three stories, the first one is a... Uh, kind of undead guy in a mansion there's something weird about it. he whistles it's right like, I, 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 don't make him whistle don't make him whistle which if you like weird horror it works but right. seeing it envisioned 
is really weird. So he's really ugly. He kind of looks like Zachary's British cousin. Well, yeah, I, I think he, he reminds me, he looks like the Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, he's very Phantom of the Opera, very similar kind of thing. He falls in love with this woman, but these two people are t- trying to take advantage of him. It has a gory payoff that doesn't jibe with the rest of the movie uh, in that one. The second one is the comedy one. They always put a comedy one in them, and they usually aren't funny, but there's some okay bits in this one. Mm. The only thing that was good, I didn't like all the vampires. It's a vampire story, uh, but Donald Pleasance runs a British vampire hunting, and the shtick with his group is cute. Right. And he's funny. He's yeah. he's so weird, Donald Pleasance. Yeah. I love Donald Pleasance. Yeah. And the thing is, catching up on all these movies, almost every week I get to check in with Donald Pleasance. <laughs> he's in everything. He's, there he is. How the hell, he's in Paganini Horror. What the fuck is he doing there? He, he looks terrible in it, too. I just, he's so... Well, it's like also John Carradine is like the Donald Pleasance of oh. 1980. Well, actually, Donald Pleasance is the Donald Pleasance of 1980. But Carradine is is years away, from, a few years away from dying and still making movies, and he looks horrible. Oh yeah, he's oh, but he's like a little animated in this one and seems to enjoy sitting. He's sitting with Vincent Price. They, no, <laughs> you, I mean it's the kind of thing where if you were a famous monsters kid, I could get through this. The, the last one is Stuart Whitman, another actor I hate. Another stiff who's a lot like Cameron Mitchell. He always looks tired. He always looks drunk. He always looks worn out. He's got a Steve Bannon thing going for him, so that doesn't help, you know? Uh, this was the most interesting story. It's got ghouls, basically. Yeah, it's a great story, I think. I ha- I got to read the story. I liked it. I liked it on the whole. If the ghouls were handled in a better... There's a little bit of a... They're a little bit more, I don't know, munchkin-like in their behavior than they are other... And you've got uh, Patrick McGee, and he doesn't do much, but I love Patrick McGee. Sure. He only gets to chew a little bit of the scenery. Right, he he's, isn't, he's in ugly clothes. He's not taping razor blades to yeah. a small oh, see, Yeah, right. He's in the first one. He's in Tales from the Crypt. So, you know, it was just such a silly movie. Yeah. It's so dopey. It's hard. It's like, it's funny. It would make an interesting thing with Monster Squad because they're two movies that you could have a lot of problems with or not like. You can't hate them, in my opinion. They exist to entertain. Yeah. They don't make any claims. They're kids' movies, really, in a lot of ways. I mean, you yeah, know. they're they're not geared towards an yeah. adult audience. They're more goose. They're like goosebumps in a way. Yeah. Uh, this movie is almost like goosebumps. Um, it's weird to see anything that is kind of grisly in it, but it's it's goofy. I love anthology films. They mostly they mostly stink. I watched a couple recently, American ones, and they just. But I find them really interesting, and I'm a, I'm a sucker for them. The EC Comics type of movie. We should definitely. Oh yeah, get a list of those and go crazy. I would definitely love to go through them and see Asylum again. So I because the funny thing is, whenever I said I didn't see the Monster Club, you'd go really, and then did you see the Monster Squad? I remember this comment, and I went, I haven't seen that. Really, I finally have those suckers off. But yeah, and the guy who directed is Roy Ward Baker, who I always forget did a lot of great shit. Mm-hmm. Avengers, Quatermass. I love Quatermass. I'd like to find a lot of those. The Monster Club is not a an amicus film, but it's one of the producers. It's Milton Sabotsky, who I believe died soon after this. I had to look this up. I didn't know this stuff. Nobody knows it. It's this. an anthology horror film. And it's one of those portmanteau or portmanteau. I don't know how to... I think it's portmanteau. It's an anthology film. Amicus made a bunch of those. I think Tygon may have made some... I know you love those. Absolutely. I love those. I even like the bad ones sometimes because sure. there is something about the presentation that works for me. Being caught watching Torture Garden in a theater was a bit... Torture Garden is a lot scarier sounding than it was. Well, yeah. I saw Beyond the Grave as a kid. And that was probably the first horror movie I went to see by myself. I saw a double bill of... Legend, How old? Or who knows? I'd have to look it up. But I was still living in Brooklyn. Brooklyn College. It was a theater near Brooklyn College. And I also saw Jaws 2. It's weird how you can remember these things. Right. I saw Jaws 2 at this theater, but... We went, and I got to tell you, it was one of the... I remember being terrified. 
This is where the temptations begin. Unlimited temptations. Can I help you at all? I'll tell you what, I'll give you 25 quid to get rid of it. It's a deal. Each concealing a horrendous nightmare that reaches out from the dark world that lies beyond the grave. It was Beyond the Grave and Legend of Hell House. Oh, Jesus. On a double bill. Wow. And I like both movies a lot. Um, they don't hold up as well, but both are fun movies. Both are really cool movies, and both are important movies to me as far as, you know, they both opened up different avenues of checking things out, finding out about Shirley Jackson and Hill House, finding about the anthology films. I had no idea it was an anthology film. I forget who the writer they They did Block, Wrote Asylum, Robert Block, and a bunch of people... Those did some news stories, but they started with Tales from the Crypt and Volta Horror, I think. They licensed those. They made two movies, which are a lot of fun. Yeah. Up and down quality-wise, but worth it. And these movies have a, a shtick. Instead of, like, the Crypt Keeper, there's a guy who deals cards. What, what's the one in Torture Garden? Is that Burgess Meredith? Yes. He's a, he's a carnival or circus. He's got eyebrows. Or... He's a circus talker or presenter. And uh, he tells, you know, he gets a group of actors you've seen and things uh donald pleasance is usually in 17 of them yeah. and uh his, he twitches you get some inter- there's definitely some really cool people in there the heart instead of a horror host you have this guy t- telling the stories to these people and uh he owns a shop it's peter cushing who owns a shop everybody who buys something from him screws him over yeah and they cut to them going home and then something bad happens to them and there's always a linking device or a uh, the bookends uh, Asylum is probably the best bookend. Oh, yeah. Asylum is uh, somebody's getting a job in an asylum. They have to pick who's lying, I think. I haven't yeah, seen they, it in a long time. They're given a test to to evaluate a bunch of patients. And they tell and their stories. Yeah. They tell Actually, their we st- should probably do a show on the on these because we like them so much and there's so much to talk about. Let me get this straight. It's a house in the woods with, with four bedrooms, a pond, and nobody else for miles around. Name a horror film. Any horror film. This place is great. Where's the bedrooms? Why don't I take a nice stroll down that dirt path into the woods late tonight all by myself? There's nothing out there. Well, this was a fun vacation, Nick. Too bad we have to go home now. There's nothing out there. That's the one where the there's one of the kids is savvy to the tropes of horror and is constantly... Oh, yeah. It's got a cult following. I it's couldn't a small cult it. following. It's not good. It's not, again, it's not clever. I love the beginning. There's a girl in a a video store, so they show a lot of movies. It's it's a little meta. It's a little self-aware. It's late. It's 91. Yeah. It's, I couldn't get through it. It's really bad. I watched the whole thing, but it feels like it was shot on video, and I don't think it was, because that's how cheap. It's the thing where, like, they borrowed a really nice house by a lake, and these characters just seem to run around in one room and have a thing thrown at them, and it's just, it's not funny, and it's a comedy. It's, that's bad. Right. I can't sit through. I don't remember anything good about it. That guy's annoying as shit, too. Hey, what are you doing? What's the matter? What are you afraid you of? You can't go in there. Stop! Stop! The sender, his nightmare, will become your reality. Coming soon from Paramount Pictures. I watched uh, The Sender, which I've been trying to get. I really liked it. It's got serious flaws. I knew nothing about it. I accept the basic plot and that some people liked it. It's Catherine Harold, Albert Brooks's one time. Uh, she's in Modern Romance and apparently a bunch of other things since because I don't know anymore. And it's a it's a paranormal, parapsychological, weird film. 
slow in places, but somehow very satisfying for me. And a few scenes that were really surprising. Yeah, I always think of it like Patrick. Patrick, yeah, exactly. If somebody's in a bed, mm. and that's what I thought it was going to be like. It's like if Patrick was really good. <laughs> um, and what's interesting is it's not about a guy going, I hate everybody, or a, a Hollywood meat cleaver massacre, which I had no idea was about a dude in bed. <laughs> you would not think that it's about a dude in bed getting his. Re- it's not about revenge or anything. That is, there's a lot of interesting stuff in it. They play it straight. I recommend it. I thought that the sender was entertaining, if nothing else, had a couple of really nice sequences. Uh, one sequence that made me go, holy shit. And a neat if not well done ending, but a lot of neat stuff. I, mm. I like Catherine Harrell a lot. It's not, a, it doesn't go cheap. It doesn't go, it doesn't ever get stupid, but it does get like, uh, uh, you know, I did, that doesn't make a lot of sense or that's clumsy. I enjoyed it a lot more than Patrick, which I finally yeah, nailed Patrick down. Because there good. were ads for Patrick that scared the shit out of me too, yeah. because when he opens up his eyes and throws shit around. Mm. It's 1982 and apparently did terrible. I think it just, uh, maybe it's too smart, and I don't mean that in a condescending way. It's too slow or not energetic enough, but there's some really cool scenes in it. I think you should check it out. I think you'd like yeah, it. Yeah, I've only seen it it's on a solid. sci-fi oh, channel, yeah. had it, so I haven't seen it uncut. Uh, there, there's a couple of scenes that are actually really visually cool. I wouldn't say shocking, the way a giallo is, or the way a Japanese movie can be, or the way, you know, uh, a slasher. But just, you know, I, I thought it was a fun, entertaining, interesting movie that has flaws. Okay. But I'd watch it again. Seven beautiful co-eds are on a special project for their college. They're spending the weekend at the mansion of a recently deceased college benefactor. They expect a weekend of fun-filled partying. Until evil forces take control and turn them into... (gasps) Girls! Girls School Screamers. It's girl- I always say it wrong. Yeah, we both saw I can- Girl School Screamers. Girls, and it's weird that it's Girls, girls School Screamers. Scream- it's not girls with an apostrophe. I keep writing it wrong. I yeah. keep saying it wrong. It's a really hard... I looked it up and apparently it was originally called The Portrait. Ooh, Ooh scary. Not the portrait. Yeah, because it, it's got that Laura angle. No, it actually doesn't. It's just got that I look like the fucking person in the painting. Holy crap. But it's a bad painting. Yeah. Woo! It, 1986, Girls School Screamers. Well, one of the ways I find new movies now is just watching trailers on YouTube. Mm. And I came a, across right, it. Yeah. And I never... Never heard of this thing. Never heard, never heard of this never thing. Never heard of it. And so I tracked it down and it... And killed it. I liked it. In a fun way to watch. It is yeah. fucking awful. It looks, it's, like, it's one of those movies that looks like a high school play. You know, we got some friends to do this, and nobody in this movie on IMDb has a picture or another movie, and that's rare. Some dude in Attack of the Beast creatures put his picture up there, right. even though nobody... <laughs> so this one little playing card picture there. It's weird little movie. I went and... It, there's a girls' school. Right. Catholic girls' school are being asked to go clean out a house. Oh, um... They've got catalog. Right. All uh, the treasures uh, in this house, all the art artifacts and paintings and, and art, because this guy died and left it to the school. Right. And he's been in the school. We see that he's given out. We do see a flashback where he's, but he's just recently died. He gives out uh, diplomas in a really cheap scene where they couldn't afford an audience. And it's weird because it starts, it shows a bunch of girls who are basically not good girls. 
But they're not bad girls. They're not bad girls, but they're not squeaky clean. They're all smoking and, right. uh, you know, talking about doing it and things like right. that. Right, and it's, then they're brought into the principal's office, and you're the best girls ever. You're yeah, it just so happens thing. that this, while watching Girls School Screamers, which has some very funny trailers we should put up, <laughs> did you ever think that this was somebody who thought House was too wild and wanted to remake <laughs> it and had no money? Because it starts, there's an eating girl... That's her thing. That's her character. She eats. Yeah. And there's loose girl who's sure she knows she's pretty. And then there's, you know, I'm, I'm a quote, good girl. But yeah, it feels like they ran out of steam five minutes in. They couldn't do it. It's so fucking it's like, weird. We're going to make a slasher film. No. We're going to make a... He didn't make a slasher film. Right. I look, did you look it up? What the guy did? No, no. He just wanted to make like this slightly paranormal... Hitchcock shocker. Yeah, because it's they it, added a lot of that other stuff. Yeah, because it's like this. What is this movie? And even when it's over, you're watching and going, "Wait a second. Yeah. Was this? Is this what?" I looked it up, and I believe the guy just wanted to make a movie. He told his friends, "I can make a movie. I I want to make a movie." And they said something like, "You can't even take a picture up correctly." <laughs> if I had this correct, he went to NYU. And the funny thing is, this is '86. I would have been at '80. I think I would have been at NYU, but since I was a terrible filmmaker and I was in the animation department, I wouldn't have known any of the people. They grabbed people from NYU film, probably students who, you know, and they made a movie. If I have this right, unless I'm thinking of another movie because there's so many stories like this, you know. And, um, you know, because it could be uh, Frightmare, the other Frightmare or that. And the movie is so blah. I mean, it's just, it's, I... It's like, this movie is like the horror equivalent of a gift your grandmother gets you <laughs> that you kind of like feel bad for because it's totally wrong and it's not exciting, but it meant well and it's harmless. So you wait a while to throw it in the garbage. Cause, well, yeah. But this is the one where, where, no, the two guys who show up are her boyfriend and his friend. A, a boyfriend who's in the... Uh, the Both of them are out of shape. Which he's is, a terrible actor. And he's, everyone's a terrible actor. He's a terrible actor. Everyone in this thing is amateur hour. Um, which leads, which is charming because everyone's bad. Usually they got one person, you know, Stuart Whitman is in there. There's a scene <laughs> where our protagonist's boyfriend is talking to his father. They're oh, in a kitchen. I love that scene. And in front of him is this giant old-fashioned typewriter. And I turn to Stevie and it's like, oh, what is he, a reporter or something? Because that's yep. ridiculous. Yeah. And he's a reporter. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's working on this, you know, Lois Lane you know what I mean? Cornell Woolwich was banging out stories on this thing. It's not even an old, early typewriter. They found it. And he, yeah. And the newspapers, I love the fake newspaper later. When the guy, <laughs> when the boyfriend pulls the newspaper out, he starts to rip it, but the whole thing comes out because it wasn't even attached. Who needs that? You'll wreck the paper because he's actually using a real library newspaper. They thank them afterwards. This movie, some movies have it all, and this one has. It has it all, but all of it stinks. It goes. It doesn't go far with anything. It doesn't go far with gore. It doesn't go far with jump scares. It doesn't go far with story, explaining, comedy, bad girl stuff. Well, there's there's a scene. Bad boy stuff. I don't know if this is going Nothing. in too much of it, but there's there's a part of it where <laughs> the boyfriend wants to go and visit his yeah. girl yeah. to see what's going on. Yeah. He already has suspicions maybe something might be going on by that point. He, there's not a real reason to be freaking out, No, though. but he That's wants, what I think's funny. But he, t- he calls his bro there was a, There was a murder or accident 
decades earlier. Right. So he knows he's in a horror film. And he calls his friend up. Oh, the guy behind the bar? Oh, yeah. Bro, bro Why friend? is he behind the bar when he's supposed to be watching television? Yo, dude. Yo. And it's... He's great. Hello? Hi, Paul. How you doing? Listen, I've got this terrific idea. Every time you get a great idea, I end up in trouble. No, no, no. You just listen to this. You know Jackie and the girls were spending the weekend up at the Wells Estate. So I was thinking, maybe we ought to go up there and try to scare them. <laughs> Sounds great. What do we tell our parents? Tell your parents you spend the night at my house. I'll tell mine I'm already at yours. I'll pick you up in 15 minutes. Road trip. Let's go and scare the girls. Yeah, yeah. But that's not why he's going there. No, and but that's he, not their intention. He, actually, he lies to his yes. friend, which is hilarious. It's But why doesn't he just say, hey, you want to go up to the mansion? You I'm a little a worried trip. about my girlfriend. Because maybe he knows his friend is like scummy. But what a weird bit of story that business whole scene to is, do. That whole scene, and he's eating pretzels. and, and, and Just everything about that. But why do I remember that he's eating pretzels and he's behind the bar? He's wearing that weird shirt. Well, I can't remember good movies, but I'm remembering a lot of this dumbass. But why? Thing. Why it doesn't come back? He doesn't go. When are we gonna prank the girls? When it just he shows actually. Up. Well, here's the funny thing. Remember we were talking. Everyone is kind of nice in this movie. Yeah. The bad people who are you're supposed to, the bad girl is not so bad. Right. And these two guys are supposed to you know nobody's bad. Nobody. They all help each other. They all set the table. They all make the food. They take turns watching. It's like the. Right. And, and the most you, polite horror movie. And you said, who did you love? The Nun. I love The Nun. Because they, they go to this place with, a, with this sister. <laughs> this, she is, she's just the sweetest, silliest, most useless thing. She has a lot of dialogue. And I, she's just always thanking people for being nice. And I just loved her. I'm yeah, definitely like an action Ill. figure. I want an action figure. She gets sick and then... But why? I don't know. Maybe the... Ha- I don't know. It's not covered. It feels like there's something... Yeah, it feels like they're building... The whole movie feels like they're building something and they don't. And then just some shit happens and everybody gets upset and then there's... And then there were none stuff. And then there's Robert, Dr. Robert Fisher. I love Dr. Robert Fisher. Excuse me. First of all, father, who's there? My name is Dr. Robert Fisher. And I'm terribly sorry for having startled you so. No harm done, doctor. Doctor. Doctor Robert Fisher. Hi. I'm Doctor Robert Fisher. Who are, Who are you? I'm Doctor Robert Fisher. I really hoped he'd come back over and over. I, I wanted him to come back constantly. I'm Doctor Robert Fisher. Doctor Robert Fisher has nothing to do with the movie, by the way, folks. Was our villain a ghost? Don't know. Did he fake his own death? Don't know. I don't know. I don't know. At one point, I thought maybe the other ghost killed everybody because they had the for a ritual and i don't know i do not understand the mechanics of the ending it's just a bunch of shit that happened <laughs> it really is i mean i understand the creepy part you know like right. i understand what happened in the past right in a series of very very um convincing flashbacks to the 19 blah blah blahs right and uh woof yeah that, what the fuck was going on there I don't our, understand a goddamn thing about the ending. I, 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 was, I still don't know why there was one person who looked like her head was, was dipped in, in shit. Do you, you know what I mean? There was like, who was the pyramid head of shit girl? I didn't remember anything. I, I was going to rewind it. I was going to, I better go, nah, I'm not, this is not fucking worth it to find out why this. And I thought who it was was, oh, it's her. Wait, she's sitting right over there? 
Who's dipped in shit person? <laughs> She's got like a giant nacho chip head of shit. I can't tell who she is because I don't care. But, but I really want to know. And I'm like, I'm, all right, I'll find a plot su- summary. Nobody fucking bothered to There is no, what's no the plot summary. What's the ending? <laughs> ending explained on YouTube. I look at it. I, I honestly, I'm typing in ending of piece of shit. And I'm like, I don't get it. Yeah. There's no, there's, it doesn't, it, it, yeah, I don't get it. It's, it's weird. And then it's like. It doesn't do what you want it to do. It doesn't do what it wants to do. And it doesn't do what you think it's going to do. It yeah, doesn't do anything. You think, you think <laughs> if a bunch of girls are going to go to a house and they're going to be murdered, it's either going to be it's either going to be a slasher. Yeah. It's either going to be supernatural. I was expecting a supernatural slasher. Well, I wasn't expecting a supernatural slasher until a certain point. Yeah, I thought it was just going to be one of these. Because I had watched all these dorm and school. It doesn't know what it's doing. Yeah. It's got a it's got a painting. It's got people afraid to look at things. I thought it might have a cursed object, but they couldn't do that because they filmed in a real place. And if they broke anything, the budget would have been shot. <laughs> it was just it's just if you love terrible movies with bad act, terrible regional movies with terrible acting and bad effects. Well, there's not that many effects. It does have the greatest credit though. I <laughs> Billy the Coma Boy. Why I was that? So why, well, that was added. Oh, but I don't way. understand the insert at the end with Billy the yep. Coma Boy. And I'm only calling him Billy the Coma Boy because that is how he is credited in the movie. How are his parents credited? Parents of Coma Boy. <laughs> I showed that to my daughter. She lost it. She lost it. She couldn't believe they'd ever call anybody that. And then they couldn't believe... She couldn't believe that they... Why couldn't they just call him Billy? And then they couldn't say his name, Billy's Parents. Yeah, he pops up for no goddamn reason. And I'm still not sure if Dr. Robert Fisher shows up as the doctor at the end. Somebody shows up who's a doctor at the end because they call a doctor. Right. And I, there is a doctor. I wanted some fucking closure here. <laughs> yeah, we, we put a lot into this one, but it's it's just... It's interestingly terrible. Oh, yeah. It's not even a great beer movie, but... Oh, I, I think... think I, yeah, it's, yeah a, it's an okay beer I think movie. I think this is a great find in a what the fuck is yeah. this. It's not outrageous. It's just it's just mildly crazy all the time. It's just no. bad and inept and pointless and, and, and not good. Yeah. It's yeah. but I'm am I glad I watched it? Oh, kind yeah. of, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Dr. Ro- I'm Dr. Robert Fisher. Golf. For the pros at tall grass, it's a game of big money and prestige. We're going to have the finest tournament this golf course has ever seen. My God, we're talking TV, Roy. A game where playing around implies much more than just 18 holes. I think I like your shaft better. And a game where the term sudden death has very recently taken on a whole new meaning. Now, they are faced with the dilemma of whether to call off the tournament. Absolutely not. But you still don't know what you're dealing with. Blades. Just when you thought it was safe to putt. Right after uh, after Girls School Screamers, we watched Blades. Oh, is that his second movie? Oh yeah. I read about that. It's supposed to be horrible. It's a killer lawnmower. Yes. Com- you sure it's not Blades like Ruben Blades? It's a it's a spoof of Jaws. Right. On a golf course. Right. With a sentient lawnmower that kills people 
and they won't close after people die. Yeah. After children die, after oh, other people yeah. die, they will not close this down because there's a tournament well, happening. The, the tourists, yeah, they, you can't yeah. close down the the country club. There's a guy I didn't realize. Well, it, if it was a good parody, like a trauma film, you know how clever and endearing those are, <laughs> and how they deliver on their promises, it would be funny. So we go, oh, we have to, we can't close the golf course. You'd have a Murray Hamilton, and it, the movie would be so filled with laughs that you'd think this was great. The guy who runs the, who owns the um, country club, mm. his shtick is he always carries around a putter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. Oh, that's his character. That's his character. That's his character. Arc. He always his... carries around a putter. So that's putter. how you know he's the owner. He's so funny. Oh, I'm sure. I'd be rooting for the for the lawnmower throughout this thing. Yeah, and the guy who plays the the lead, I imagine is playing it like a kind of detached fifties hero from a movie, kind right. of like I got stony right. and kind of, or he can't act. Or right. Right. they should have given him a five iron. Well, then it, it would. Could, then how could I tell him? Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know golf. You've played golf. Yes, I have. Can't you tell a putter from a five iron? I can, Evan. But what about what if you watched it? I'd rewatch it to just, okay. I, you know what? It would be a learning experience. It's, I've been watching a bunch of 80s comedy spoofs like Wacko and stuff like that. Wacko? I seen the title, but I didn't know it was a comedy spoof, yeah. Well, it's listed as a comedy. Oh, okay. And these movies, you know, so Blades was like, oh, I got to see Blades. The man who brings us, you know, I don't know, was he the producer or just the director? I think he directed, I read something afterwards because, you know, you got there's, no, he's the he's a writer and a producer of of, of Blades. He worked on school s- girls, yes, scream girls, school, schoolers, school scream scarers, um, squish yogurt squirters, right? Squeezes and Henderson, yeah. yeah. Um, apparently, a film uh, they sh- they screened both of them, and everyone, even the filmmakers, agreed that it was really hard to get through Blades. They even said, "Well, that wasn't that's yeah." Well, you know, there's We're, movies that you pause when you got to pee. Yeah. I didn't pause this movie. Oh, I wouldn't. Yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah, I, no, I was you. like, Stevie, what's going on? Yeah, yeah, I don't mind. There's movies where you don't mind going up and getting something and taking care of something. Because when you come back, it's going to be probably the same fucking scene. And nothing has, pro- there's been no progression. So you didn't miss anything. Right. When I was younger, I was so uptight that I wouldn't, I'd want to catch it all. But, you know, like Boggy Creek, I, I can miss a little bit of the creek. Yeah. There's a lot of creek there. Today in this house, the contract has been wherein the musician is granted eternal fame in exchange for his soul. Signed, Paganini and C. Now, is Paganini horror? Have you seen that? Yes. Is that a giallo? I don't think so. But there is a mysterious killer. There is a twist. Yeah. Yeah, and people are killed. Okay, so, it's a, so it is. Do I have to watch it again? <laughs> It's really bad. Is it would be and Donald Pleasance looks like he's about to like have a laughing fit and just like you know, he needs his drugs. Ooh, it's bad. Yeah, that was terrible. I never. Also, Paganini Horror doesn't that that title does not. Yeah, it's a terrible movie. This woman is having a love affair with the supernatural. I'm here, Nikki. Ah. Piper Laurie was frightening in Carrie. She is terrifying as Ruby. 
Uh, Ruby. I've never been able to get through Ruby. Holy shit. Ruby's one that was on ads in 1977. Um, I always uh, confuse Ruby with... Um, Jennifer? There's an, And there's another... Abby. Abby. Abby, Jennifer, Ruby. Ruby is another one that I think has another name. It's pretty bad. Ruby's pretty bad. There's a couple of... No, Ruby's pretty bad. Ruby's funny, but it's slow and it's stupid. Throws in a lot of... From slashers, from Carrie, to, from, you know, Exorcist. It, none of it works. Mm. The, it's 70s. It's early 70s, so the period is terrible. There's, there's sequences that take place. Uh, there's an opening sequence that looks like a bunch of guys who are going to, like, you know, Beefsteak Charlie's after they worked at the fake tin type uh, place. Terrible suits and everything. And it, there's gangland stuff. And it's just, it's a mix of a lot of things. And it just... And that's got Stuart Whitman also. So that was my double blast of Stuart Whitman in one <laughs> month. He looks like an actor who's, it's a big bother for him to get out of a car or get up from a chair. He looks absolutely uncomfortable. How is he an actor? Did he, did he do something once that like was so, you know? Yeah, I don't he's know. One, to me, he's an inexplicable actor to me. It's like he's 18th on your list unless he's a drinking buddy. I just don't get him. Woof. But it's got Piper Laurie in it, who I love, but yeah. she's given nothing. There's this one scene that I burst out laughing that was supposed to be, and I just fucking lost it. It was hilarious. So, but Ruby is not, I wouldn't, I don't think I could recommend Ruby. Will Linda survive the nightmare that threatens her sanity? Fans of gothic horror will not be disappointed. Next to Kin, we talked about... I loved it. Yeah. I really liked it. It was not exactly what I thought it was going to be. Right. There's some awkward stuff in it, but uh, Next of Kin is... In 1982, Australia, young woman inherits um, an old folks' home. Really interesting place to set a film. And the old folks are actually part of the film. Not the whole film, but they're an important part of the film. There's like three absolutely creepy, creepy sequences in there that really stuck with me. Definitely, there's keyhole stuff. Giallo. It it feels like an Australian giallo. It's got some crazy storytelling choices. It'll shy away from certain things and then it'll go deep on others. There's some really uncomfortable moments. The mystery isn't great. There is a mystery, but it's, it's a lot about atmosphere. And set pieces like a giallo. Yeah, I'm really surprised more people don't talk about this movie. I don't, I don't think, think it's, it got good distribution I don't think anywhere. it's available yeah. very well. And I don't think the guy who made it made a lot of other films. I looked it up and he made a lot of commercials and yeah. a lot of short films and things like that. It's an odd, odd film. It's a slow giallo. Do you know what I mean? It's not loud. It's not... Until the very end, there's a couple... But the ending is so interesting. Oh, I love that ending. Without giving anything yeah. away, if you said... And then Mad Max drives up yeah. in the back. You yeah. go, oh, yeah. this is six It's years. fucking insane that some Outback craziness happens and Wild Boy sort of in it. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, yeah, the laws of physics, there is cause and effect in, in this movie, unlike most Jello. The laws of physics mostly work. And what's interesting about it is that no detective report or reporter or father or mother comes in and says years ago this is what they tell you the information and you have to accumulate it there's visuals there's things to watch for they don't hide it but nobody will come out and tell you why norman bates did killer does not make a speech yeah there is no this is why i did it which giallo tends to have at the end of deep red at the end of at all almost all of them the person tells you what's wrong with them or why they did it or they're psychos and I found that really interesting. I really liked it a lot. I would watch that again. 
Should talk about attack of the beast creatures okay this thing's phenomenal i originally saw this a few years ago because i saw a trailer for a movie yeah seemed to have dozens of zuni fetish dolls in it yes yeah it does seem to doesn't it because the creatures now the zuni fetish doll in case it, someone doesn't know uh, from the very famous tv movie trilogy of terror right you have three stories with karen black the last story is it's Richard Matheson. It's Richard them. Matheson. It's a TV it's... movie, and it was the only TV movie that scared people. Karen Black, a major star, creates a television first. There's a golden chain wrapped around it to keep the spirit from making the doll come to life. Face. To face. To face. With the unbearable unknown. Trilogy of Terror. It's based on a short story, Prey. Right. And it's this woman who buys a zuni fetish doll. zuni fetish doll is it's, that made up i never yes I, yeah okay. yes it's a tribal warrior who has a little chain around his waist right and they say make sure that chain doesn't fall right off. it's like the supernatural equivalent of don't pull the tag off the pillow exactly and she has problems with her mom but we don't have to get into this right and we'll it's a, and, and if you haven't seen this i think this is on amazon prime the little guy runs around just watch the that's last all you need part. to know it's really cool it's the thing everybody remembers nobody talks about the other two stories in the show notes i'm going to Show a picture of my Zuni fetish doll. Yeah, I'm looking at this, and if I saw this thing in my kitchen, if somebody, he has the prop. So, but there's this movie, Attack <laughs> of the Beast Creatures. You love the Zuni fetish creature. Yeah. Horror fans love the Zuni fetish creature. I'm scared of the fetish creature because I saw it as a kid. The man who made this movie loves the Zuni fetish creature. Yeah, allegedly. He must, oh, he probably won't admit it. When did you, how did you see this trailer? Because I have never heard of this fucking film. It has got a cult following, deserved. We come late to it. We want more people to see this. Right. Where did you see the trailer? I don't know. How did you not tell me about this? I, I don't know. It was a very weird thing. Because once you watch it, it's not what you think it is. <laughs> Absolutely not. It's so fucking stupid. I love, I love this movie so much. I love this movie so much. I kept rewinding parts of it to see it again because it's so worth it. I kept, you know, we had this thing when watching kung fu movies that when there was or horror movies sometimes, if it was a movie we were not really caring about, if something crazy happened, one or more people would yell, "Back that shit up!" Back that shit up. So, whoever had the remote, you back it up because we want to see the fighter take the top of the gorilla's head off with a kung fu move or something like that. We wanted to see uh, Sonny Chiba punch an animal. You know what I mean? So we back that shit up sometimes three times, you know. I backed this thing up probably about 12 times. I was alone. <laughs> this was not fun group thing. I kept backing it up. Sometimes because I didn't know what the hell I just saw. And sometimes because I couldn't, I couldn't believe what I just saw. First of all, it's called Attack of the Beast Creatures, which is great. Because that's like Attack of the Beast Beasts. Or Attack of the Creature Beasts or Attack of the Creature Creatures. It's like Dawn of the Deceased Dead. It's so stupid. So you got that. The poster doesn't tell you shit. I didn't see the trailer when I put this thing on. I had no idea what I was expecting. How did you first see it? Because it was on your list and it was. I picked it. I clicked. So you were like, oh, that looks like an interesting time. I had no fucking You idea. didn't look it up? Did you know anything about it when you saw it? Just that they had... Beast Looks creatures. No, I had no idea. Red Zuni I started dolls. laughing so hard. I'll tell you one thing. They give you a lot of beast creatures. They don't skimp. It's all about the beast creatures. And uh, the beast creatures are beautiful. What did you think when you first saw Attack of the Beast Creatures, Paul? 
I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> I didn't understand why it was a period piece. No. Is it a period piece? Yes, 1920s. Right, because they're wearing... There's a boat. There's footage of a boat in the background, <laughs> and they're wearing, I think, stuff from Ruby. Oh, yeah, it's the worst fucking it's, costumes. It's the worst costumes. It's the cheap stuff that you get at the Halloween store. Because it's last minute, so you couldn't even get the knockoff. You're getting the knockoff of the knockoff right. of Beetle Ghost Guy or something like that. Yeah, you're you know? not getting Flapper Girl. You're getting... You're getting shit. There's like eight people. Some of the worst actors I've ever seen in a movie. It's like Gilligan's Island a little bit. Here's a bunch of people. They come off a cruise ship in the 1920s. In terrible outfits. At no time do you believe that you are in the 1920s. At absolutely no time. They literally should have signs that say, this is the 1920s. It would be better. Right. And they start walking around this island. There's no vegetation that they can eat, only berries. And so they're eating berries and arguing and shit. That's about it. And then the beast creature. There's acid pools and beast creatures. And some of the funniest action horror. I, lo- I want a toy of a beast creature so yeah, bad. I do too. I actually want a beast creature. If this guy still has any. Apparently this film is so poorly underserved. The only place you can get it is he'll sell you. Or it's on YouTube. I went to his website. It was down. I think it's gone. Do you think a beast creature got him? Only if he was asleep. You describe the beast creatures because I won't stop. I love them so much. I really love them. It's weird because at first glance, they look exactly like the... From the distance, I thought, oh my God, this... The first thing I... I, He loved Trilogy of Terror. What a ripoff. They're these little red blocky... (laughs) That's the thing I love about them is that they're blocky. They look like puppets. Yeah, they're... Puppets. I'm going to throw up a picture. Yeah, you got it. Oh, no, notes. you have to. I, I even have a couple. I took some pictures. I don't know how to do screenshots because I'm terrible at computers. I showed my daughter scenes of the pictures of them, and she loved them. She burst out laughing. She thought they were great. She's 14, and yes, she's smart. But when kids basically figure out what the fatal flaw in your horror angle is that why don't they just pick up sticks? This is a movie that could be solved with sticks. Well, you say that, but they're... I know. They're beast creatures. They are beast creatures. There are a lot of them. They make a funny noise. They look like a bunch of blown up toys. They look like you're being attacked by baby Hellboy. Somebody did a really shitty sculpt of a baby Hellboy, proposed it to Mike McNola. He said no. They stuck a, a tiny Tim wig on it. That's a beast creature. Yeah. And the beast creatures... Have very sharp teeth. Have very sharp teeth and go... Ah. And shit like that. Their eyes glow. The first attack is at night. And you just see eyes. You just see a lot, a lot of glowing eyes. So it could be raccoons. It could be. Could be. But it's beast creatures. And beast creatures just get thrown on people. The people hold them or they're glued to them. And you scream a lot. Mm. And it's like mosquitoes. They get to you. And you fall down. And you scream. And there's a lot of bad... Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to describe because go, I don't want to blow it for go you. Go on YouTube. Just watch... Attack of the Beast Creatures. And watch Attack of the Beast We'll put a link in the show notes, and then you tweet and I'm, tell us what you think of it. I, yeah, please do, and we hope you enjoy Attack of the Beast Creatures. I wish that, like, the Alamo or somebody would buy the rights to this thing and just show it, just so people see it, because it is terrible, but it is endearingly terrible. It's It just sucks, but the Beast Creatures, the bad cast, but the Beast Creatures are one of the best bad monsters ever yeah. i find them adorable mm. i want one so badly oh i, want I do a beast too. creature yeah. so fucking bad if somebody would make a beast creature please <laughs> not a resin kit i never build them i tried once i bought one 
<laughs> but please, somebody who does... Because the beast creatures literally aren't. You'd be making a toy of a toy. That's all they are. They're fucking toys that... They're like Muppets. You can see their wires operating their arms a lot. And there's three types of beast creatures. There's the mouth beast creature, if you remember. So the first one they see, I believe, has a working mouth. So the this beast creature, the mouth opens and it goes... Ah. Like that. And it also can bite. So it's really cool. It comes with action. Good. Usually you re- release that toy second with motion. You get the you get the kids sold on the se- the second type of beast creature. I like to call it like the soldier ape, the way they it's like a soldier. Mm. It's just the basic. And these you stick on trees and on rocks. Right. They don't move. You shake them in bushes. Oh, that when you see them and it's like the worst of the birds ever because first there's one guy going ah. And then there's like 20 of them. Like the Ducky Boys, you can just see some people attaching them to the tree. They just stand there. They like to blow things on them so their hair moves as if that, <laughs> that creates the illusion of dynamation. You know, like Ray Harryhausen's like, oh my God, don't try. Okay. Those are the stunt beast creatures. You can throw them at people. People can throw them back if they need to reuse them. People can step on them, punt them. There's a great punt. That dude punts one. And uh, yeah, you just, you, you get into it and you just go, you're so... You're for everyone. You just lo- you fall in love with everyone in this movie, and um, but then the third one, the skanking beast creature, I fucking want one so fucking bad. The skanking beast creature is one of the most beautiful. It makes this amazing noise. Sometimes there's two, and there was once three. So you got ah, you got because they don't they don't make any noise. So that's the second type. Then you get. More times that I said, I'm Dr. Robert Fisher. Dr. Robert Fisher. <laughs> to my family who annoyed them. I started doing this little skanking. You know, and you, like, you, you got to do it low, so then you can do picking up change, like in that, uh, is it sick of it all, that video? I can't remember. It's not slap shit. And it I fucking go nuts. I was, I was bouncing in my chair. I was all alone. I made my daughter watch it. We laughed. We bonded. We haven't talked in 17 years. <laughs> and she's 14, so it's all fucked up. Some people might want to just go with running beast creatures because they're not into ska. They're really down on it. And they know that if they recommend it to their friend and say there's some ska element to it, which there isn't, their friend will go, oh, that's bullshit. But it's fucking great. The funny thing is, after a while, you start to believe the, the running ones are real. Like, I, st- I I'm honestly, I was beaten senseless by this movie, laughing so much that I'm just going, they're coming, they're coming. Yes, I was. So, it was like fucking Christmas every time the beast creatures ran. I loved them. Did you see when they worship their giant god? It's like a cracker or something. It's like a two, couple of saltines. I can't. I couldn't tell if they put wood up and painted it or if it's superimposition. Now with superimposition, Ray Harrell. I recommend it to anyone. I recommend it to people who like bad movies. Shitty creatures. I mean... Zuni fetish dolls. Zuni fetish dolls, if you like that. You won't like it as much as this guy, though. I mean, really, it's a guy who wanted more... It's really a movie about a guy who really wanted more Zuni fetish dolls attacking people. Is there any other explanation for it? I mean, they can't look like that. But it's... No, but it's great because... It's great because it's like if somebody saw Chucky, right? And they were like, there's only one Chucky. What if we had 90 hundred Chuckies on an island where they had acid pits... But it was the 1920s. And they're not as sculpted as falling. And they can't move. And they don't have what's-his-face's voice. They don't have... Uh, Brad Dorff? Brad Dorff's voice. Right. They only go... Eh. 
I would love to see this at Exhumed yeah. at a festival or something like that with a bunch of people. I watched it part of it over again. It's eminently watchable crap. Yeah. It's up there. Yeah. This is Troll 2 territory for me. Just because of the beast creatures themselves yeah. and the stupid, how dumb it is. I loved it. Visit the website, teartheapartpodcast.home.blog. Listen on Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play Music. Follow on Twitter at Tear Them Podcast. I'm just a soccer boy. Dr. Robert Fisher. Hey.